Welcome, everybody, to an episode of The Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my little Inya Loda, Jordan. And we are in a special little section once again. We have returned hot off the heels at the end of the House of Dragon. We are returning to the greatest sci-fi TV show of all time. I will not take any arguments. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm just... I'm just not a very open-minded person when it comes to this topic. <laughs> the Expanse, and we're continuing with season five, episodes one through three. Um, and my goodness, what a handful of episodes these are! So, okay, I will warn you guys for those of you guys listening and watching along with us. This season, at uh, so this is, I think. I want to say this was the first season I watched released by week season four i could have watched week, week by week but we were watching so many other uh tv shows at the time that i ended up just waiting until season four ended and i binged it so i think this was the first season i watched week by week and for those of you who've been following along with us since the beginning you've heard me say it back when before we even started that this season when you watch it week by week one episode by episode it's a very slow season it was actually one of the, in my opinion one of the weaker seasons if you watch it week by week However, I, got, I get to binge it, baby. However, yes, we get the privilege of binging it a handful of episodes at a time. And in my opinion, this should be the strongest season. It's it's very cool how the uh, how that worked out with this season. That if you're watching one episode week by week, it's one of the weaker seasons. Weaker in the sense that, like story wise, it's still top notch. Um, it's just there's not a lot of action yeah yeah it's just the the problem is the pacing it's just it's a lot slower and it feels like any action is just more contained and doesn't seem to really carry over to the next episode right i mean we do we do see amos destroy like four dudes that was about the peak of action you know what i mean and even then there it wasn't you didn't actually get to see it he kind it kind of cuts away yeah he's he's bleeding from the mouth and the dude's just getting totally annihilated by this one guy yep um, but, uh, I will say again, um, <clears throat> narratively speaking, character work wise, this season is, again, it's just one of the best. Um, and I think two of the biggest events in the entire series happens in this season. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Season five, episodes one through three, Exodus, Churn, and Mother. Um, this season has one of the... The thing that actually holds it back is actually one of the things that goes into its favor, which is the 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 crew of the Rasenate are split up. Mm-hmm. They are not together. Um, the only two that we see together is Naomi and Holden, and I think by the end of the first episode, Naomi leaves. Yep. So, and the the writers for the show they themselves specifically commented on this that they did this. I mean, of course, they're following the books, so. but the the idea behind the writing for this is very deliberate that they wanted how do i put this they wanted uh the character growth to be very apparent and they wanted character work to really stand out because you know when you're kind of part of a crew individual characters um they kind of blend together yeah, they don't get to shine in their yes, own individual yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. They don't get to shine on their individuality. There's no sense of uh, – because the crew just becomes looked at as one unit. Mm-hmm. And now that one unit is split apart, and uh, now you get to really see 
okay, well, did he act this way? That is this guy really this confident, or is he just confident because he's got his crew with him, right? So let's see how he how he is on the right. Then who who he was almost what brought him to that moment of, um, like his character. What brought that character to that moment of um development? Right. Yep. But um, so the like we said, starting off, Holden and Naomi are in. Uh, there together on Tycho Station, which okay, this is one thing I I don't know if we've ever touched on this before, but Tycho Station is the nicest Belter like I don't want to say station 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 almost. yeah I guess station yeah uh, it is the nicest Belter station like it yeah, I it's like on par with Earth and Mars right now I don't think it's any uh, coincidence that uh, it's run by a former. Arthur Colonel? Yeah, Colonel. Yeah, Colonel Fred, so Fred Johnson. Yeah. So it, yeah, I think that, that, I, that that's the point, right? Because if you, you kind of think a certain way, and it's just, they never talk about it, but it's just, it's kind of just accepted that Tycho is nice. And mm-hmm. I think it just shows more the detail and care that goes into writing this uh, series that. A lot of, in my opinion, a lot of like series that are more built for kids, those TV shows, and you'll find this in anime all the time, they handhold a lot. Like, if something happens, if there's a detail that the writers put into the story, they will go out of their way to make sure that you don't miss it and they will bring it up through dialogue. Right. Yep. Um, and, and you know, that's that's another concept of um that I was hard to grasp at first and show I still have tell. What do you say? Is uh, the show don't tell? Yeah, yeah. So like at first I'm like Fred Johnson, where is this dude at? Avastrala, obviously she's on Earth, but you know what I mean like where are yeah. these people at and you know um comparison to each other. Yep. And I think like for example, and this is not me bashing on Naruto. I'm just going to use Naruto because it's one of the most uh easily recognizable names in anime. But a lot of animes do this, and a lot of animes that I like, um, where they're just like, if if there's two people having a fight, if somebody like deflects something, they will even like, even though it was blatantly obvious, they will still, oh, he deflected it. I, they in the expanse, you have like you said, you know, we don't even know where some of these characters are. Why? Because it doesn't make sense to organically bring it up into dialogue. Yeah, and at least the, now. Exactly. For those of you who are listening, and if you're like a younger uh, audience member or somebody you know who's kind of like has issues with differentiating, why do I like this show or book more than this other show or book? It may be because of this reason, because a lot of shows the dialogue falls apart because they're trying because their target audience. And it's not a wrong thing; it's just that that's the target audience. The target audience is younger kids. So I, I found this when. Is this especially happens in people who are in their young 20s, uh, early 20s, I should say, they tend to not like shows like Game of Thrones or The Expanse or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think I would say it's more into the mid to later 20s is when they really start to truly appreciate and are, have the capacity to follow along. Um, but yeah, the, enough gushing about the meta, I guess, of detailed <laughs> adult shows, but... Yeah, I just thought it was really cool that Tycho Station is designed by an Earther. And not just that, you, you can see it actually in the style of Fred Johnson's leadership, actually, right? His entire leadership is we need to be taken seriously. 
That is his right. motto for the belt. Every OPA faction, because remember, OPA is not one faction. It's, it's yeah. just that's a and that's why he's building a navy. Yeah, from what I've yeah yeah. So the so new he, stations and stuff and. Mm-hmm. And the ships. He's the one, remember, who tur- transformed the Navu into a behemoth, into a battleship, right? He understands what is needed for the OPA, for the Belters to be taken seriously by the Inners. And that means you cannot be just a group of pirates or a group of scavengers or a group of bounty hunters. You, you can't do that. You need to have a proper government. You need to have a standing army or you need to pol- be able to police your own people. And that was the major key point that they did bring up, though. Is you need to be able to police. We need to be able to exactly. police the belt without yeah. having the inner help. Without having, and I think that was like, like you said. I think that was he said that episode one, and I, I just love that because, um, think compare this to, um, a real like you know modern times. Let's just say a country pops up, and it, for for those of you listening, this is not me justifying how the Earthers and Martians treat the Belters. That's not me doing that, but I'm just saying that like this is the reality of humans. This is we we suck. Um, naturally yeah so if there was a let's just say a new country that just popped up in madagascar and it was just a bunch of people who you know hunt and sell uh endangered animals or something like that and they just Mm -hmm. like they don't really have government it's just like a loose sort of faction and then you have a bunch of people again it does not justify the abuse that the rest of the countries would put on in this situation of madagascar but it does you know, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it does bring up the question. Like, if you want to be mad, if Madagascar wants to be taken seriously, then you need to start acting like an adult. If you are playing by the rules, and, almost. Yeah, if you, yeah, exactly. If you are a parent and your kid still acts like a 16 year old, you know, going out partying every night, not taking school seriously and whatnot, um, like driving recklessly, like you would not take him seriously. The only reason or the only way that these parents would take their kids seriously is if they, he started acting like an adult. Right. Right. And this is what I, in my opinion, Fred Johnson, in my opinion, as far as OPA leaders go, he is the best. Now, granted, we don't get to see the leaders of the other factions, but but actually we kind of do though. Right. Um, End of previous season, we saw the three leaders of golden bow, or at least high ranking members of golden bow, black guy, and one of the other ones. And uh, we, we've seen Anderson Dawes, which Anderson Dawes, while he's cunning, he's smart. I just don't think he's on the level of Fred Johnson. And we've seen Marco Naros. Marco Naros is obviously a extremist. Um, um, yeah, I mean, th- that's a loose case of the word, too. Yeah. And uh, we'll actually touch on him in a second. But um, I, I love Marco Naros, the character. Um, but Fred Johnson, he is like... Like, look at what he did with the nukes. Remember when they wanted to use the nukes to destroy, um, what was it, Ceres Station? I think so, yeah. Or Eros. It was Eros. It was Eros. Um, so when they wanted to destroy Eros, he could have, like, held, you know, Earth at, like, you know, because when they gave him all those nukes, he could have held Earth as hostage. But he's like, no. Now we're going to use this weapon to protect ourselves. Because he understands. First, you protect yourself. Like, you start... You got to clean yourself up first, right? Then like, you bargain. If we go, yeah, if we go back to the um, the adult child analogy, the child, if he's like, you know, drinking dr- hard drugs, all this stuff, can't partying, 
what do you do first? You got to clean yourself up first. You don't just right. jump into, oh, I'm going to um, apply for college. Or I'm going to apply for a master's degree. No, no, no. You got to take this step by step. Step number one, you need to clean yourself up. And right. that's what he's, um, and you need to, you need to be able to protect yourself, right? Um, survival is number one, right? Before you thrive, you have to survive. And he, so he gets protection and it, the nukes are not, could not have just been for against earth or Mars. It's for, again, policing the belt and he's right. continuing to do so here. Marco Inaros, the, the reason I love this guy so, so, so much is first of all, his acting is freaking brilliant. Like he is so charismatic. Um, like uh it's his like um enthusiasm for the cause that's really what gives his character like the like an edge almost yep and he's just so uh i don't know how to explain it he's so like devoted to the cause but he's also so manipulative he is extremely manipulative and you guys will and i want you guys to keep a note of that as you as you continue watching um because remember, when you're a leader of the faction and you're going to convince people to go to war with Earth and Mars, the two you know superpowers of this galaxy, might I add, galaxy, mm-hmm. right? not the world, galaxy, the Earth, the entire the known world, galaxy, <laughs> yeah, the, um, the entire world of Earth, for for what it's worth, by the way, is one faction, right? So right. you have Earth and Mars, two worlds. And he wants to go to war with them. And they can't eat. Okay. So I can remind you guys what kind of uh, thing they're dealing with. But the belt has to import air and water. Not so from much Earth. water, but yeah. air from Earth. Do you guys, This is not something small, right? And so to convince a bunch of people, hey, you know the guys that we just import the thing that we need to survive with? Yeah, let's go fight them. You need to be like slick with how mm-hmm. you you know talk to people. Conniving. Uh, oh yeah, the, like you need to be able to like trick people, and because that's what it is, right? Like, um, if if you're gonna go to war, you need to be able to convince your populace why you need to justify it to them, and to justify going to war with the people that provide the thing that keeps, keeps you, alive you alive. Yes, is that's that's not. You don't take that lightly. And I I hate throwing this around very all willy-nilly because it gets thrown around so easily. But that's like what made Hitler so great, right? Like he rallied an entire nation. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the second reason, the second like theme behind that is he rallied an entire nation that was like destroyed and downtrodden and just kind of like bullied by other nations. Uh, The Belters are no different. Um, I think that the theme around uh, the expanse is be careful the people you oppress because eventually they won't take the oppression anymore. They won't take the bullying anymore. Eventually they will strike back. They will eventually they will muster up the strength. That little kid that you're bullying, eventually he's going to grow up and that man's strength is going to come in. Right. A lot of bullies, they get lucky that high school only lasts until you turn 18. Exactly, because once you get into the real world, that's yeah. not how that works. Yeah, because imagine if high school lasted into your early 20s, and then that's when that, you know, because some, some people, boys mature, some boys mature later than others, right? And so their their muscle will come in a little bit later. So imagine bullying some of, like, I, this is not me showing off, but when I was in high school, I was short, 
uh, early high school, I was short and fat. Then eventually I got tall and skinny, but I was never impressive looking. Now, <laughs> again, I, now I've, like, if anyone, and I, I'm not saying this to say I got bullied in high school. I didn't. I'm just saying that, like, if I had gotten bullied in high school, if you looked at me now, it's it's a completely different person. Mm-hmm. So, again, I, I, don't, I don't know why I'm making such long analogies today, but... This is just another analogy of like you don't bully the guy consistently because when you do, eventually he's going to get the strength to strike back. And that's what right. Marco Nars is. He rallied an entire nation, an entire people of oppressed, downtrodden people who are so angry. Um, and they, they were ready. They were ready to just for someone to say the words. Right. When you have a mob. Mm-hmm. When you have a mob, it all it takes is one guy to like really do something crazy, and then everyone else right. gets that courage, and that's what's happening here. Um, okay, my question is to you: it, This is more of an opinion. Do you think they picked, visually speaking, just based off the looks? What do you think of Philip and Aros's casting? I mean, between if you take the mother, I mean, if you take Mama and Dad, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Like, I think it's pretty close. I mean, okay, so I'm not saying this for anything, but what nationality is Marco Neros? Uh, okay, it's funny you said that because I was like, he had, um, he just seems like Arab descent. That's, I mean, I, and again, that's because I'm a, I, I might be a, I'm a white person, but like he looks like he's of Arab descent, and you know, it's a good cast. It really is. Like he's and. He's got the the actor that they uh, have playing Philip. He just, I don't know. He does a good job. He looks like a comedy. Yeah, and, and Philip's becoming just like his father, and Mama is not having it. Yeah. I just looked it up. So uh, Marco Inaros, uh he's Canadian, but uh, he's Persian heritage. So that's, for those of you who don't know, that's Iranian. So we yeah, yeah. Middle Eastern. yeah, yeah. Yeah, So not Arab. My bad. I should have said Middle Eastern, but... Uh, so it's it, it, yeah, it's it's still there, there's there's similar facial structure and oh, yeah. it, it it's really cool to see how they pick the cast for this too. So if Naomi and Holden have a baby, I mean, what does that gonna look like? I hope they cast somebody good for that. Look like Amos. Um, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no, but man, um, I I agree. The that's a, that's something that a lot of people commented on that the actor that they picked for Philip Inaros, not only is he a good actor. But they they said that they wanted a guy who just who was a, the best actor. They didn't care so much about the looks. But they said it just they got a blessing that they the best actor they picked happened to be the guy who looked who looked like you know he could looked be, like Ken yeah Ken to that person yeah uh, it's it's actually like wild and in fact um, when the actress this is a story from on the set the actress for Naomi when she first saw Philip the actor Philip. She got really excited because she's like, she could tell, like, even she thought, like, wow, he looks like he could be my son. Right. Right. And, and that's like, cool. She got really excited. And then, like, she, like, brought him cakes and cookies and stuff like that because she, she felt like he, he was his son. Her oh, son. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, the, apparently, the Expanse cast got, like, super, super tight with each other, um, which is always nice to hear. Because they're in space together. What do you yeah, expect? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Mar- so, Marco and Aris's plan is, I think, Let's discuss the plan. They just hurl asteroids with stealth tech at Earth. Yeah, isn't that like the coolest? Like, I don't know. That isn't that just the coolest thing. 
That is like, but he's also using trajectory paths so they can't. I know he's he's like he calculated it out, and this is one of the things I love about like, you know, the AI and the technology. They can just with the physics, they can calculate. Okay, if I throw this rock at this angle at this speed, where and it's all it? a hologram, and they start touching I it and know. moving it around. And that's oh, so cool. Man, the sci the sci-fi in the expanse is just so fantastic. Well, but yeah, yeah, and it's it's believable too. So it's not like they have lightsabers in the force either. Exactly. They it's like it's very believable. This the super weapon. It's because that's what it is, right? It's a super weapon. Like we just saw that. For, like they said, it's it, invisible it's, nukes. It is. It's it's nukes that have no. First of all, no. Uh, it's it's not like it's a warhead attached to a rocket. There's no rocket on this thing, right? It's not like he attached rockets to the uh, to the to to the, these um, meteors. He's just hurling them around planets, pretty yeah. much. He's using, he's slingshotting them using the gravity of other planets in the galaxy. Would you consider that a David, David and Goliath moment? That has to be right. Like, and I, I'm glad that you actually said that because that that's exactly what I think it is. It is a David and Goliath moment. It is. It's like um, all I have is a slingshot, and you have um, an AR-15. So I'm gonna have to really figure it out here. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think. Um, the, and I love how, like, you know, they have asteroid spotting, which, by the way, for those of you who don't know, I, I do follow along with NASA and, like, I try and follow along with, like, some space tech. Um, it, the the NASA, actually, they have collaborated and um, started putting up or working, designing an asteroid spotter. Yeah, well, there is, yeah. And there's because... one that's on Earth right now, apparently. And I think they said, like, the first, they're, we're, we're clear for the next hundred years or something like that. Well, I and that's crazy that you say that because I just heard somebody talking about how we're about to go through some asteroid belt that we went through when the dinosaurs died. <laughs> yeah. How are isn't the asteroid belt like kind Mars's orbit? I don't. Remember. I dude, you're. I, mean, I just heard something, so it was nothing of of probably true importance. Probably just some dude babbling. I think we need to like look into this immediately. But, anyways, though, um, yeah, I like the. I can't help but appreciate the plan as much as I do. Yeah, I know, and it's one of those things where it's like it was genius of the writers, too, almost. Yeah, I um, yeah, it, it makes you questions like, actually, actually. Um, the origins of this is from Gundam. Oh, wow. I probably um, haven't seen it. So, and okay, spoilers for Gundam Char's counterattack. Oh. And I just realized that saying that alone is kind of a spoiler in itself because Char, in, in that movie, Char actually literally, he gets a bunch of Gundams and he has the Gundams like push the meteor to Earth or whatever planet they're on. That's good. So they they got it from Gundam, but again, that's it's so cool. Um, and in fact, here it's done a little bit better because, like you said, stealth composites. And I right. love how the Martians and everyone's like uh, Avasarala, Bobby, um, Alex. They're like formulating. They're like investigating. They're digging. They're digging and digging. Mm -hmm. And they're like they they just when they're figuring it out, it's almost too late. It's too late. I and I loved um how Avasarala like. It's honestly, it's because it, I, I feel it. I really feel like it's frustrating for because uh, Avastarla can't do anything right now. Yeah, kind of have her hands tied. Yeah, we've and we've never really seen her even before when she was not the 
queen of Earth. She was like the vice queen, right? Right. Um, vice queen. <laughs> but I just, I loved, 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 loved how um, that she's like being blocked by Nancy Gao, who, by the way, she basically bullied when she was president, which like, you know, be nice to people. Probably is he listening because it'll come back. And Nancy um, Gao, I wonder if Nancy Gao's involved. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, remember you brought big that up. Big humanitarian before. front. Yeah, I remember you brought big, that up. Before. Yep. Yeah, yeah that, she's, that she's big humanitarian front. She's all this good and humble stuff, but like, what well, she's she's involved. Yeah. It. Uh, so I think she uh, she basically just like tells Alvasarella to like you know stop doing this and. And I love because it, I don't know, it just feels, for me, I feel like it does a very good job at frustrating the audience in a good way that like, we're like, dude, come on, you guys are just close. Alvaro is there, just give her the resources to investigate, right? take this seriously. And, you know, they have asteroid spotters or whatnot, or not asteroid spotters, I I forget what they called them, but they have this- Watchtowers. Watchtowers. And they're like pointing towards Mars at all time. I imagine there's some like long range- uh, like artillery or defense systems, and they're pointing at Mars at all times, right? Um, which I think is cool. But she brings up a good point. It's like, dude, they've they've demilitarized, right? They're they're getting rid of all their ships, even if they attacked us. Like they wouldn't have enough ships. Like we outnumbered them on ships before already, right? Like now even more so. So, um, yeah, I don't know this. Uh, this... And that's 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 the one thing that I picked up on. Like it, it's it, the character makes it seem like she's so frustrated too because yeah. she knows what's right. Yes, yes, and yeah, just her. Uh, it was it was kind of I could feel her frustration, right? Because mm-hmm. she's like, Dude, you know that I'm right?" And Delgado and I, a lot of people got mad at Delgado, and I, I understand. I I think that it is weakness. It shows weakness by him as a person sworn you know protector of earth right. to like just be thinking about his career um and i'm not saying that it's not again a hard choice to make it is but like come on if you're right we're talking nukes we're not talking like an attack on a city which is bad enough we're talking because de- that's what they said right isn't it like it's three nukes going off the size of these rocks right and and then that's a that's an earth-shattering event yes literally <laughs> It literally is a earth-shattering event. Um, I mean, we did, speaking of, we didn't really talk about Amos, but really we just got a lot yeah, of his let's backstory. Go, let's go ahead and get into that. Um, Amos's character, I think, gets the Amos and... Other than Inara, so we're talking, right, like, I'd say Amos gets some insane um, character work in this one, but I would say his is still second or third to both Marco and... Uh, Actually, the whole uh, Naros Nagata family is good this season, as well as Drummer. Drummer, right? Is, uh, I'm glad we're seeing backstory in these characters, but Drummer's just trying to fight it from the inside for Space Queen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but actually, um, you did bring up Amos, so let's go ahead and yeah, we can. So, what do you think, Amos? Huh? His name is Timothy, and I'm upset. And he is also he... likes Alasrella, just like yes. You. Yep, <laughs> this is why I think you also like it more. It's like, yeah, we. we well, he like, did just call it Space Queen a stripper, so that was <laughs> that was so so funny. Yeah, and that's cool because he's getting a little bit, you know, a little bit of backstory, and it's not much. So, like, we really really already already covered it, kind of. But 
you know, it's nice to see that we see a softer side of Amos caring for this lady. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, I also like, and I felt bad for him, uh, because remember we went over how Amos has, uh, an issue not knowing what quote the right thing to do is Mm -hmm. because like is something that happened to him when he was young. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was kind of, it did kind of feel sad when he doesn't have his crew there. No, Naomi, no, Alex, no, uh, good old James Holden. They hold him have, down. Yeah, they don't have him like holding him back, holding him down, keeping him honest. That he just doesn't know, and he like started to attack that guy, but he's like, "Oh, he's not a threat." Right. Like it, right. again, I don't think he felt bad for him because yeah, he's not capable of it supposedly. Right. Um, but he is just, uh, I don't know. He, I, it does seem to me like he he felt so he he felt scared of himself. Right, and then when he's like, "Dude, I was ready to kill this guy." Right, and it's him. just, I, I felt him though. He, he he was feeling some emotions he hadn't felt in a while. Yep. He 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 remembered in that moment. He's like, "Yeah, I'm a dangerous. I'm an animal. I am a dangerous animal." Right. That's good. These episodes were. It was good to see these backstories and starting things to start unravel and the um, you know, the faction side. Yep. Um. So, what did you think of Drummer? Oh, Drummer? Well, yeah, she's missing her. She had upset, and, you know, it's one of those things where she, um, you know, she she actually kind of loved him. Uh, I think, yeah, she loved him like a father, is yeah. what it seems like. And I'm yep. I'm looking forward to watching your... Uh, watching you guys view a drummer because she really is like one of the best characters in the show as well. Um, she found those back of data cores though. Yep. You so now that? she's about to, and that's what she, and she sent that to what's her face. Uh, Alba Sarala, like yep. at the last second, which that really sucked. Yep. Um, let's see who else have we not talked about? I think um, the only one else is uh I love Fred Johnson. Yeah. He's, he's the he's only awesome one character. that I feel like this is, and this is another thing I also hate in a lot of, I wouldn't say hate, but it does feel weak is in a lot of like kids shows, the main character can just say a rousing speech or like any, and then it feels like he wins that debate. Right. So not only does he win in fights, like, you know, main, the main character plot armor issue, not yep. only do they win in fights, they also win in, uh, uh, like you know uh just no like wordplay right? oh like, yeah yeah they're elegant like, with dude, the words yeah they're, like it's like dude how well how does he keep getting away with it but no in reality it's not uh it's not simple to just talk your way into convincing people but right. holden is uh i feel like he loses to avastarala in a war of words and he loses to Andrew, uh fred johnson fred johnson yep i agree 100 percent with that yeah, so Fred Johnson, I, I love this character a lot. I also loved the whole, um, I forget the reporter lady's name, but she knows about uh, more protomolecules, so that's still floating around, which sucks. Right, and, Fred Johnson and they're going to release it, and screwed. Yeah. But I think I don't have much else from us for that episode. Next time, we'll be covering episodes four through seven. Um, 
big jump, but again, the season's slower, so I don't want to get bogged down mm -hmm. in stuff that's not super important. Right. But, well, until next time, thank you, everyone. Yeah.